Hey, it's Dr. John Terry, the Black Belt Leader, and welcome to another Words of Wisdom Wednesday as we take another look at leadership insights from the Bible. Now, whether you're a person of faith or not, the leadership lessons contained in the thousands of years of human history documented in the Bible give us a picture of the outcomes of good leadership, bad leadership, poor leadership, and great leadership. Let's jump right into today's teaching as we continue looking at leadership lessons from the life of Moses. Today, we're in Exodus chapter 3. Now, Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. Now, as we look at verse 3, I'm sorry, verse 1 of chapter 3, what do we immediately see Moses doing? He is serving his father-in-law and his family. The leadership insight is this. Good leaders lead well, and they're accountable to other people. Remember, good leaders, and I would say great leaders, are servant leaders. They lead by modeling service to other people. What do we see Moses doing? He was leading the flocks and caring for the flocks of his father-in-law. He was being a good son-in-law, a good leader, leading his family, helping Jethro, his father-in-law, lead his family well. And their source of income, in part, were the flocks that they raised, grew, and later sold for profit. So Moses was doing well in his leadership, and he was being accountable to his father-in-law for whom he worked. Understand this. Not only do good leaders serve as servant leaders, good leaders lead well, even when they're out of the public eye. Another thing I would point out from this particular verse, notice that Moses had taken the flocks away from the family, and they were on the far side of the wilderness, where no one could see what he was doing. He could have been a, a, a leader that chose to abuse his followers, i.e. the sheep that he was leading at this point in time in his life. However, Moses understood that good leaders lead well, even when no one's watching. There's an important leadership lesson there that you and I should learn, that we should lead ourselves well and make good choices, even when no one's watching, and even when we believe we're out of the public eye. Now, let's go on to verse 2 and 3 of Exodus chapter 3. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him, talking about Moses, in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. Now, you may say, John, as I read this, this is this is a story that, depending on your perspective, you may or, or may not believe. But let's look at the leadership insight in this particular passage. Remember, we've already attested and found in verse 1 that good leaders lead well, they're accountable to others, and they lead well even when no one's watching. But notice this, a leader's call may be unique, but a leader's call is obviously clear. Leaders know when they have been called. So I think I can't think of anything that would be more unique as a calling than to have your own burning bush moment. You're walking in the woods and all of a sudden you see a bush on fire, but it is not being consumed. 
If that was the unique call to leadership for me, I'd stop walking my dogs in the woods and I'd lean in to see what was going on. Now, for you, leadership, your call is going to be unique. What calls you to be a leader is unique to every person. For Moses, it was a burning bush. For me, it was an opportunity to see that there were people not being served. I had an opportunity to serve through my leadership, initially the martial arts community and now the broader global community of who I am and what I do. For you, it's going to be something that grabs your heart. It's going to be something that keeps you awake at night, that begins to stir inside of you. It's an opportunity you see and you begin to have a conversation with yourself that says, I can make a difference in this area or nobody is addressing this particular challenge or issue right now. I'm going to step in the foray and I'm going to champion this cause. So let's jump on to verse 13 of chapter 3. Moses is having a dialogue with God in this particular story in Exodus chapter 3, and I love the question Moses poses in verse 13. But Moses said to God, after God had called him to lead and told him he was to go back to Egypt, and he was going to be the Savior that would lead his people from bondage. Moses' response, he said to God, who am I? that I should go up to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. Now, I love this particular question Moses asked because it brings us to our third leadership insight today, and that's this. A leader may sometimes question his or her worth. Now, Moses is having a conversation with God, and he's arguing with God, which if you're a person of faith, not sure that's something you'd want to do because you're probably not going to win that argument. But anytime you are called to lead, especially if the challenge or the area in which you're called to lead seems to be a big area, it is a big audacious undertaking on your part. Sometimes you may pause, and rightly so, question whether or not you are the person to lead in this area. So we see Moses asking a legitimate question. He was questioning his ability to speak, his capacity and capability to lead. Essentially, he was questioning whether or not he was worthy and had what it took to be the leader God was calling him to be. Now, let me mention that you and I as leaders, when we're called, to lead in some area, whether it's leading ourselves, leading our home, leading in our business, leading in the school that we're attending, leading in the community in some capacity, or leading in a larger area. Sometimes when you're called, you may rightly question your self-worth. Do you have what it takes to be a leader? Now, this is an especially important question to ask if the task before you is great. But here's what I'm here to tell you. Whether you're a person of faith or not, I believe that you are put on this earth on purpose, for a purpose, and you are equipped by your creator or you are equipped by however you got here, you have been equipped to fulfill that purpose for which you have been called. Whether it's God calling you to that or Mother Nature calling you to that, whatever you believe to be true in that area, I believe God puts each and every one of us on the earth because I am a person of faith. And I believe that God has equipped us and he has instilled in us everything that we need to be able to fulfill our purpose, our passion, and our calling in the earth, to lead ourselves well, to lead other people well, and to accomplish the purpose for which we were created. So let's move on. and. 
Notice here, as we move into, actually, this is Exodus 3, verse 14. And God said, I will be with you, and this will be a sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Now, Moses found himself on Mount Horeb, the mountain of God, and there he's having this dialogue and this discussion with God, and God comes back and says, I will be with you, and here's how you'll know that it is I who have sent you. Now, I think there's a very important leadership lesson here in this verse, verse 14 of Exodus chapter 3, I want to make sure and I want to bring to your attention as we wrap up today's teaching. When leaders are called to lead, they've already demonstrated proven leadership. For Moses, Moses had already demonstrated his leadership ability as a shepherd and as a leader in Jethro's home. Now, if you're asked to lead, it's because someone who is asking you to champion a cause sees something in you that you may not see in yourself. You know, I remember working one of the first jobs I had when I was asked to step into a leadership position in the organization. And my immediate thought, going back to point three, I'm just a 20-some-odd-year-old young man that is just learning how to do this business. And you want me to step into a leadership role? When I asked why, the manager that was leading that particular division of this company looked at me and he said, John, I see things in you you may not see in yourself. You're already leading the people in the warehouse and in the front end, and you're a leader in our retail sales. We need your talent and ability to rub off on other people, and that's why we're moving you into this position. That, to me, was a pivotal moment because I realized I was demonstrating leadership and living it out because I had been taught how to lead from an early age by my parents, and now I was seeing the fruit of the seeds mom and dad had planted into me as a 12, 13-year-old boy. Also remember this, we see in this passage that Moses, as we go back and read in Exodus 3, God had told Moses everything he needed to be successful in his leadership task, he would see that he had. And the same is true for you and I. If you and I are asked to lead by someone else that wants us to lead an organization, to lead a volunteer group, to lead in our school or in our community, wherever it is that we're asked to lead, the individual or individuals who called you will also see to it that you have everything that you need in order to be successful in your leadership efforts. Now, I think those are four great points, and I want to summarize those as we wrap up today's training. Good leaders lead well, and they're accountable to themselves and to other people, and they lead well even when they're out of the public eye. Remember, a leader's call may be unique, but it's obviously clear. And when you've been called to lead, you know it because there's something inside of you that just continues to gnaw at you saying you can make a difference in this area. Now, when you feel that calling and that stirring, good leaders act on that and they figure out what they can do in some small way to make a difference. And they start making a difference now, allowing their influence to grow and expand as they continue to make small difference after small difference after small difference in the lives of other people. Now, when you're called again, your self-worth may be questioned because you're wondering whether or not you're capable of leading. 
And I can tell you this, if it's a great, big, hairy, audacious task or goal you have, yeah, at times you're going to wonder, am I the right guy or gal? Am I the right individual to lead this organization? But remember, when leaders are called to lead, they've already demonstrated proven leadership. Someone else that has asked you to step in and lead in this area has seen something in you they may not see in yourself, and they are going to help provide you with what you need to be successful. Now, that doesn't relieve you of your obligation to continue to personally grow and walk through that process of personal and professional development every single day to get a little bit better every day. But if you've been called to lead and you feel that stirring in your heart, step into it as Moses did and go make a difference. Even if you only save one life, that's one life saved because of your leadership. Hey, I hope you've enjoyed this leadership insight from the Bible as we've had an opportunity to look at the life of Moses. If you love leadership and want more leadership lessons, faith-based or otherwise, let me invite you to Rumble or YouTube, two of my video channels. The channel's the same, Be a Black Belt Leader. That's Be a Black Belt Leader on YouTube or Rumble. Now, if you like audio and you're a podcast fan, I've got a podcast on Spotify. It's also on a number of other podcast channels. Spotify is the easiest place to find that. Go to Spotify.com and look for Black Belt Leadership. It's a free podcast you're welcome to subscribe to as well. Now, if you are a person of faith, you can go to my website, beablackbeltleader.com, and in the courses area of my website, you'll see a free email series you can subscribe to called the Top 10 Leadership Lessons from the Bible. Here, I take 10 historical characters from the scriptures, and I share those in the insights of their lives in a series of 10 emails delivered directly to your inbox. And while you're there, let me encourage you to visit my website, beablackbeltleader.com. In the Contact Us area, you're going to find all of the social media channels where I appear on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, sharing tips, tools, insights, and resources to help you become a better version of who you are and what you do as you discover, develop, and deploy your own Black Belt Leader within. So let me leave you with this thought as we wrap up today's teaching. Don't just be a leader, be a Black Belt Leader, and live your life with Black Belt Excellence. I'm Dr. John Terry, the Black Belt Leader. Thanks for joining me and have a great day.